I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GCE became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. And what we might not realize is every single time we go into the gym, it seems like we're getting a good pump. We're getting good sweat. We're getting better at pull-ups and thrusters, and we're running faster. We're getting leaner. We're lowering triglycerides. The real thing that's happening is we're preparing ourselves for that adversity, for this adversity. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence, remote edition. How are you, Ben? I'm good, Patrick. Thanks. How, how is the household there? Everybody holding up? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, we've been doing this a while. It's, uh, the word that keeps popping up is the, the new norm, yeah. but you know, I think that we're lucky in that we have a, a big family that gets along. So, mm. um, we're, we're good. Good. Um, we're kind of actually going to talk about that today a little bit. We are... I think if we had to guess without staring at a calendar, I think we're about three months into this little uh, foray into our homes, into quarantine, into lockdown. Um, and I can speak kind of personally for myself. It it feels like maybe within the last week, maybe two weeks, like we've really gotten into like a grinding phase where uh, where it's it's for, you know, maybe a lack of a better way to put it. It's just like it's not fun anymore. Right. Like the, <laughs> when it was early and new we were kind of getting used to it and it was hard, but like, you know, it felt like we were figuring it out. And then again, somewhere like a week or two weeks ago, it started, you know, my wife and I looked at each other. It's just like, all right, this is like, this feels different somehow. And it's, it might possibly be because because we also have a new baby. You have a baby. Yeah. Yeah, So that's different. That's an extenuating (laughs) circumstance, but, but nonetheless, I definitely feel like it feels like we, we kind of, the joke I've been making is that we're kind of in like the, the round of 15s if we're doing Fran, right? Where it's like, you want to drop the bar, but you kind of don't as well. You want to make sure your, your mindset stays where it's supposed to, but it's getting really hard. Right. And so I wanted to just present, uh, kind of that idea to you, um, and just see where your head's at, what advice you're thinking or you're giving, what you're kind of wrestling with in, in your own life and, and dealing with this. Cause we're, we're all kind of in this together. So I just wanted to kind of put that out to you and, and see, um, what you're thinking and where your head's at. Yeah. So I I would agree with you. Um, I think we're all experiencing the same, um, type of fatigue from the, the, the new norm, right? It's, uh, it's this place where, um, the new norm is starting to wear and I'm really excited to get back to, um, the old norm, whatever you want to call that. (laughs) Yeah. Do we have a term for that yet? Like there's terms for all this stuff. Like I remember the first time I heard social distancing, I was like, ah, that actually is kind of descriptive of what we should be doing. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Patrick. This is a, uh, I feel like the struggle is becoming real right now. Yeah. Um, particularly the fact 
at, um, you know, we're in Massachusetts. Massachusetts has been in, hit incredibly hard. Depending on the numbers you look at, it seems like it's the third hardest hit yeah. state in the United States. Um, so our businesses have been shut down uh, completely for a very long time. And the government just, uh, the governor just came out and said, uh, looks like we're going for another six weeks at a minimum of this. And then there's projections that, um, you know, which is one that kind of hits home really hard that this might crop back up in the fall as flu season comes back up. And we might be experiencing this again into 2021. Yeah. And when you start to go into that aspect of it, your mind can start to get you a little bit. It's kind of like, I like your, your friend round of 15, um, inside of Fran. I think it might be a little bit more like you're doing, you know, a five K row. Mm. Mm. You're, you're 3000 meters into this thing. And then you hear this little whisper that like, Hey, should we make them do another 5k? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you're like, what did they say? What do they say? Do they say another 5k? Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that, <laughs> it's like, that, so that it's is a already, much better analogy. <laughs> it's already, it's already hard. And now you have this next level of uncertainty dropped on top of you. So yeah. here's the deal though. Um, you know, I'm speaking to our listeners and I know our listeners are a special breed. We are so freaking ready for this. Like, I don't say that lightly for a second. Our listeners are, we, we operate on a different playing field. First off, a lot of our listeners are, are CrossFitters. And if you're a CrossFitter, you have been training for this for six months six years to over a decade. And what we might not realize is every single time we go into the gym, it seems like we're getting a good pump. We're getting good sweat. We're getting better at pull-ups and thrusters and we're running faster. We're getting leaner. We're lowering triglycerides. The real thing that's happening is we're preparing ourselves for that adversity, for this adversity. And I've, here's the deal is the sport of CrossFit is preparing you for the unknown and the unknowable. Well, talk about unknown and unknowable. We didn't know that this was happening. In fact, no one even, it wasn't even on the list of, unless you're Bill Gates. And he was like, Hey, four years ago, he's like, there's gonna be a pandemic. Yep. It's like, damn you, Bill Gates. <laughs> so freaking smart. But for the most part, this was no one's radar. Like, I don't think anyone that forecasts the economy anyone on wall street was predicting that we we're going to see a crash relative to a virus that started from someone eating a bat in china mm -hmm. like that was not one of the the top 10s it doesn't matter you don't need to get ready for the specific thing you're preparing yourself and we have been, been preparing ourselves to get ready for that unknowable i say i always used the call at 3 in the morning it's going to come you're going to get that call that something it's the fire alarm. Your house is burning and you got to be the leader. You got to not be thrust into chaos. You have to take control. It's going to be, you have a loved one that got in a car accident. You have to go and get your crap together so that you can be productive and help the people around you. It's going to be that something. 
It doesn't matter what the something is. We have been preparing ourselves every single day that we go to do these workouts, every time that you listen to this podcast, every time that you read about stoic philosophy, every time that you meditate, every time that you have done these self-reflection processes, every time you do any of these actions, they are practicing for just this moment. The Stoics call it the reverse clause, which is the people that do this and are aware of it for a long enough time, actually in a freakish way, look forward to these moments. It's like doomsday preppers. Doomsday preppers have been preparing for whatever it is, the electrical blackout, the um, terrorist attack, for the natural disaster, for the, the World War Z, whatever it is. And when it comes, they're sort of like, no one wants that, but in a weird way, they're kind of like, yes, here it is. I, this is all of my training being put to the test. The Navy SEALs are pissed off when they don't get to go to battle because they are so finely prepared and, uh, and tuned up to put their skills into action. This is what we have in front of us right now. If we recognize that what we have right now is just that, it's an opportunity to see how prepared we actually are. And I'm telling you, we are. The problem is we don't recognize it's happening and we don't recognize it until it's too late. And then it's all about having that hindsight. You go, oh, damn, that was it. That was that moment that I could have, I wish I had done X, Y, and Z. Well, if you have hindsight in the present moment right now, that's what I'm asking, is if you can see you're being tested. I'd say in life there are no tests. There's not because this actually right now is preparing you for the next thing. And even that next thing looks like a test is preparing you for the next thing. But what we are trying to do, what mental toughness is, and again, mental toughness, it's about focus, resiliency, and doing the right thing right now, not being distracted, not being distracted by the enormity of the challenge, by what someone said on social media, by the bipartisanship and the politics and what the other side is saying, by what the government said about the, the, the businesses in your town, by even so much as by you getting laid off even as far as someone you know getting sick or passing away. Now, I'm not saying don't grieve, don't be emotional. I have a um, one of my very good friends who's a member of my 830 class, who's been a part of CFNE for the last 10 years. A couple of years ago, um, he pulled me outside after class. He's like, hey, Ben, I'd really like to chat with you. Um, we walked outside. He's in his young 40s, really fit dude, father of two girls, um, super successful, walks me outside and um, had no idea what was going to happen. I thought I was going to talk about like an issue with another member in the gym maybe or like he wants to leave or he's moving. And he said, um, I got you know, I have um, throat cancer. Never smoked, never done anything. Um, really horrific form of throat cancer. Without batting an eye, the next thing he said was, I'm so prepared. I'm so ready for this. I'm going to crush it. Like that's the mentality. Never a woe is me for a second. Never feel sorry for yourself. You can have emotions. You can grieve. You can be sad, but you got to let that pass over because sadness is expected. It's a part of life. That's totally fine. It's a natural process. But realize that um, 
if you don't remove, if you don't get past that, that is just unnecessarily, that's pain, that's struggle. That's no, there's no reason to kind of live in that environment. You can flip everything into something that we can take advantage of. What is inside your control and what is outside of it? Well, what the governor said, what the other side of the politics are saying, you losing your job, you losing a loved one, all those things are outside of your control. So let's narrow in on the very, very, very few things you actually have control over. That is how, it's only one thing, by the way. We always talk about it's five factors of health in terms of like at the games. It's like, you know, you can, it's just one thing. All you have to do, the shortcut to mental toughness, and you can sub out mental toughness for the shortcut to productivity, to fulfillment, to um, success, like any of those words can fit in there. But the shortcut to those things is just two words, prepare. The people that are listening to this are prepared. You are ready. Prepare. And then when it happens, respond. Don't react. What most people do is they let their emotions get the best of them. What most people do is they think about the word react versus respond. And think of the negative connotations that go along with the word react. Oh, she overreacted. Look at like, like you say to your kids, like don't overreact overreactions reacting is a negative thing. Now, the hard part is it's built into your DNA. Mm-hmm. You can't help it because of fight or flight. You, a loved one has been, um, you've lost a loved one. You are going to be thrust into that from a hormonal response. You lost your job, fight or flight. Someone says something bad about you, a politician or someone on social media, fight or flight. It is the hormonal response that's kept us alive as a species for th- hundreds of thousands of years. The problem is, most of it does not serve us in today's society. And the problem is back then you went into fight or flight when the animal attacked you or whatever, you heard a twig go snap in the woods and then you immediately, you came out of it. Like afterwards, you're back chilling with the tribe, eating your, you know, your brontosaurus burger by the campfire. Now we are in this perpetual state of fight or flight, increased cortisol, and it literally eats us alive. This is why people die early, have bad relationships, are unhealthy, unfulfilled, and unhappy. It is is constant fight or flight. We have to do is realize when these things happen, and you're going to get the call 3 a.m. This world, if you're a human being, I back that up. If you are a living thing, it's not even a matter if you're a mammal. If you are a living thing, you are going to have moments like this adversity. It's a part of being on planet earth. Trees have to go up against the storms. Like rocks get rained on, like rocks aren't even living things. Mm -hmm. But every single thing on planet earth has adversity. You are not a special snowflake or flower. You are not unique. You are going to experience struggle in your life. Cool. When it happens, let yourself have the emotions because it's part of the process but then realize what the emotions are. They are a trigger. They're not something that just happens that you wallow in forever. They are a trigger. When you start to realize them as triggers, then you get to start to flip and realize this is, okay, this is what it was. Man, I feel really sorry for myself. Trigger. Man, this is, my heart rate is going up. Trigger. Man, I got this butterflies in my stomach. Trigger. Man, I'm pissed off at somebody. Trigger. Man, I feel sorry for myself. Trigger. And when you see these triggers, it's time for you to flip 
Say, okay, what can I do to respond to this? Now I said reacting is about is overreaction. And that's the negative part. When you overreact, well, the flip side of that is responding. Responding is calculated. It's thought out. It's the way professionals handle themselves. It's productive. And something's going to leave you with pride at the end of this thing. Okay. Now, what's the word that goes along with respond? Well, res- it's re- I want you to respond. I want you re- response able. I want you to be able to respond. Responsible. So would you rather be responsible or overreact to this situation or any situation? All that we need to do is realize the uh, that we need to prepare. Now, if this is um, you're tra- you're coaching a soccer team, or you are um, um, leading a team in business, or a family, or whatever kind of unit you are in front of, you need to prepare that unit. Now, <laughs> the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, mm-hmm. but the next best time is today. So you start preparing your team right now for tomorrow by talking about things like this. And this is where things like who you are, what you are, and what you stand for matters so much. I was on a call with a bunch of CEOs. I was lucky enough to be invited to a a CEO teleconference yesterday where we just kind of shared um, ideas, struggles, and stuff like that. And one of the things uh, one of the guys was talking about was he's struggling with his employees during this time, losing motivation. And, um, I talked to him a little bit about my, my take was like, uh, motivation is, is crap. It doesn't exist. External motivation. It's, uh, it's for the moment. So go watch a Rocky film. Okay. I feel motivated. And what happens next morning? If you're looking from the outside sources all the time, it's not a real thing. It's like trying to keep energy up with caffeine. It's going to, it's going to go away Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's exhausting. What does matter is the way I was saying it's like, you know, if you co-create things, with your employees and don't ask them to buy in, there's no reason to motivate people. And he goes, yeah, but if I, so I was like, he was like, how do you do that? I was like, well, use the like Socratic method, like ask them, like ask them like, okay, during this time, what would, what, what is it that would get you find fulfillment? And he's like, well, if I ask that to my employees, they would say, I want to work 10 hours a week. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah. So what you've done is you haven't identified what's important in your organization. You haven't established that hunger or the pursuit of excellence or um, drive or whatever it is, is important to you. So of course you're going to have people that don't meet, meet your core values. If you surround yourself with the right type of people, and this is why it's important to prepare. This is the preparedness part. And if you don't know what the people are, you have to start talking about it and say, this is what's important to me. You might get six months into a relationship with somebody. And if you don't realize that one of them, you know, is um, an avid hunter and the other one is an animal rights activist, like the values don't line up. You're going to struggle massively. Well, if you can identify what your values are internally right now, and then start to lean into those values and say, I'm the type of person that, and whatever that is, you can use that during these hard times to push you forward. You're not looking at these times as adversity or a challenge. You're looking at them as the opportunity to prove to yourself that you actually are that type of person. These things now become something that you look forward to. As a coach, if I, you know, let's say you're the coach of like UNC girls um, soccer or um, uh, UConn girls basketball, 
if you're never tested, you don't know the makeup of your team. You don't know who they are. By the way, those teams, like they win the national championship, like every other year, yeah. they win games by 30 points of basketball and four goals. And but what they, what the, the coaches look forward to when the team is pushed to overtime, they look forward to the challenge because that's when he gets to see what the team is made of. If you understand what the team is made of, if you understand what the team is made of, now you have something to work with. Mm -hmm. That's when it gets exciting. This right now is the time to get excited. Now, I realize, I said it already, some people are, have bigger challenges than others. Some people are getting sick. Some people are losing their jobs. Some people are worried about losing their homes. Other people have um, are dealing with addiction or abuse. That is not to take something lightly. It just means that the opportunity is even greater. The test is bigger. It doesn't diminish the fact that you are ready. You're prepared for this. It just means you have to focus even harder during this moment. It means now that it's a national championship. It's not a preseason game. It's not a game early in the season. This is the game that matters. Now you got to put it forth. And you don't have to be perfect. No such thing is perfect. So because you stumble, because you cry, because you get freaked out, because you get stressed and overwhelmed at some point or some day or some week does not mean the road is over. It doesn't mean you failed the test. In fact, it means just, okay, you're aware of it. Another trigger to pull you back in to refocus for the next, whatever we got ahead of us. And the deal is it doesn't matter if it's three weeks, three months, or if it is three years, there are people that have been through worse. Now, I'm not saying like everything is comparison because comparison is the thief of all joy, but realize that there is always still something to be thankful for. And it might just be thankful for the challenge of this moment. You guys are prepared. Now that you have prepared, now it's time to respond to this moment. Respond like the champions that you are. Respond like people that chase excellence every day. Respond like a leader because you are. The people that listen to this podcast are different breed. We are so ready for this thing. I am so looking forward to the fact when this thing ends, the stories that we will come out of this with the perspective of what this time actually meant and how much stronger we're going to be as a community because this thing happened. So I don't look at this as a thing like a woe is me for a second. Um, when people tell me about the struggles that they are going through, and I have people in my close community that are going through massive, massive struggles, um, I don't give them an out. I just say that the challenge is harder. And if we can bring that level of mindset prepare and respond to this challenge. Wow. When the other things come down the pipeline, let's bring it on. We will see everybody next week. Stay well until then. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.